You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 45 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name is Valerie Koo and I'm here with the wonderful Gina Militia. How are you Gina? I'm great Val. How are you going? Valerie Koo, the, the Rocky Balboa of Sydney. <laughs> tell, tell us. What have you been doing this week, Val? <laughs> okay, goodness me. Um, so I decided that this week that it was high time I reprioritized my fitness because I really haven't been paying very much attention to it in the last few years. And so I, you know, something, I don't know what, but it spurred me on and I decided it's time to take the reins back and do something about it. Now, you know, and regular listeners will know that I'm not the biggest fan of yoga or <laughs> hot yoga, especially because I've been there with you or Pilates or that sort of thing. So I just thought, you know, I want to do something that's really nothing like that. So I decided to join the local MMA and cage fighting gym. Cage fighting, Belle. <laughs> yeah. Which is a slight, possibly a slightly extreme approach, but I'm really enjoying it so far. <laughs> you fly on a wall at that gym. Oh my god! <laughs> well, the first time I got into the cage and started, you know, kicking and all the rest of it, it was just training. I'm not fighting with anyone yeah, in the cage. Yeah, it's only week yeah. one. The because um, I'm having personal training sessions. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, trainer. I was kicking him, and the trainer just went, far out. (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of all your aggression in the ring there, Val. It seems to be a really good release, yes. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it's thoroughly enjoyable, and who knows, right, how long it will last. We'll see. But um, uh, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, possibly more than I could possibly have imagined well I look forward the last time you did kickboxing Val you got like ripped this I was remember. that was a long time ago when my fitness no, but like you know well you never know this is <laughs> be your next uh, career change Val yeah I'll get you to do the photos Gina yep for sure <laughs> we'll do the uh true grit lightroom preset absolutely a Val yes now what have you been doing this week Busy week, lots of photo shoots, but today I've just come back from um, the local farmer's market, which was like really fun. And uh, so I've come back with like all sorts of goodies and it was just a great day out. I'm I'm feeling uh, really relaxed and it's nice to have a day off. So really good. It's been a great week. So you didn't go there to take photos? No, it's like there's days I think that I uh, just keep the camera away. I do do get... um, 
there, there are just times when I just don't want to take photos. And I think it's a good time, you know, a good idea to just rest every now and then yeah. and, and just enjoy myself and, and not have to photograph everything I see. Sure. Well, we're going to be talking about photography this, this, point. <laughs> this episode. So I'm going to pull you back into the world of photography. You have an interesting link uh, this week, which I think someone sent to us from the Facebook group. Oh, and by the way, everyone, if you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. And it's awesome. I just love it so much. And we have, um, you know, we share our photos, we comment on each other's photos, often get advice. And, and it's also great when people share their their hacks, you know, and the the things that they've done to to make this, their lives easier as, as photographers. So do join us in, in that group. But who sent it to us? So Sean Kelly uh, in the Facebook group, Facebook group sent in this uh, this link, and it's uh, it's uh, a series of images called Reflections of the Past, and uh, by a commercial advertising photographer by the name of Tom Hussey, and the photographs show um, an elderly person who's looking in at their reflection in the mirror of their younger self, wow. and so Hussey was inspired by a World War II veteran who said, uh, "I can't believe I'm going to be 80. I feel like I've." come home from the war Mm -hmm. and I look in the mirror and I see this old guy so he's just taken that that quote and it's inspired him to create this very beautiful and really moving series of images of elderly people looking at their younger self and they're Mm. they're 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 beautifully set up and lit and um, I find them quite moving it's a great idea yeah, because it's basically a shot of the elderly person looking into the mirror and the reflection in the, in the mirror is their young version of themselves as a fireman or the young version of themselves as a nurse or as an athlete. And it's mm. obviously what they see of themselves, but that's not the, the current reality. But they, they're gorgeous because every single picture tells a story, not just in who they see, but in the environment in which the photograph is taken. And, and they're gorgeous. Mm. So we'll put the link in the show notes. But thank you for sending that to us, Sean. But we want to do a big shout out to Ronald Fritz because Ronald has left us a review on iTunes. So thank you so much, Ronald. And Ronald has said, thank you very much for all the work you do. Producing this podcast is not only educational, but very entertaining. The way you do it is like the, <laughs> is like being there with you. Every week I look forward to the next episode and to Gina's technical explanations. The analogy she uses are very easy to understand and the tips and tricks can be easily used on any kind of photography. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ronald. Thanks, Ronald. Yeah, made our week. So tell me, Gina, what have you been doing this week in terms of photography? Have you had any shoots or has it been an editing kind of week? What's been going on? No, it's been a big uh, shoot week. And Val, like I've come away this week with uh, a couple of uh, lessons that I learned, particularly from a couple of shoots that I've uh, I've done that I just wanted to share with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, the the first uh, lesson learned this week was I was uh, booked to do an editorial shoot with uh, a a well-known Australian designer, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, TV personality Mm -hmm. and like 
before I went to the shoot, I had uh, a preconceived idea of what, how I wanted the shoot to look and how I was going to light it and, and how techy I was going to get. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, I was going to use this many lights and create this really complicated, awesome looking shot, right? Mm-hmm. And had, had you and the person already discussed the look that you wanted to do? No, no, this is just me in my head. I just okay. decided this is what I was going to do because pretty much uh, what happened happens is the client will book me for the shoot mm. and they will say like okay we've got this many pages to fill the these are the ideas what we want and but then they'll leave the rest to me so mm-hmm. whether I light with 10 lights or no light at all that's entirely up to me that they'll, they'll, okay. they'll just leave that in my hands so yeah. you know I've gone in thinking right this is how I'm going to do it I had this particular idea where I wanted the shoot to be uh, quite a wide panoramic interior of a room mm-hmm. and to include everything in the room but to light my model um with like a couple of lights and the problem with that is you're going to have the lights in the shot right yes and so what what we might do is maybe have the lights far enough out of frame so they're not seen or I was thinking I'm going to be so tricky this shoot I'm going to bring the lights right in and I'm going to light my model Mm -hmm. with the lights in the frame and then I'm going to do a separate plate where I take the lights out yep and and the model out yeah and then in Photoshop I'll just remove uh, everything that shouldn't be there. It's a really uh, easy process when you mm-hmm. do it that way, okay? And then I'll have this beautifully lit model mm. in the environment, okay? Mm. So I, I, did, I did the shot mm-hmm. and then as I was shooting, I was like, I didn't even, like the first thing I usually do, my golden rule is I always ask before I start, is adding light to this shot going to improve my shot? Mm. I didn't even ask myself that question. I just went straight in and did it, Val. Right. And so what happens as I was shooting is the lights misfired on one of the shots and I went, oh, God, it looks so much better with natural light. You know, so you can get hung up on Mm. wanting to create something and trying to overcomplicate a shot, but, you know, sometimes natural light Mm. is just better. Mm. And so I just needed to remind myself to just, you know, follow that golden rule and not get hung up on having to be too technique, too techy sometimes mm. and just going in and like looking first and taking an exposure and what's the natural light in the room like because if it's if it's there and it's beautiful just just go with the natural light. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can often it's very difficult to improve on that. Mm. So having that in my mind, that in- experience from earlier in the week, later in the week, I was uh, sent out to do a, like a series of shots in a penthouse on the edge of Melbourne. Right. And uh, we were setting up at. Was was clock- this for a magazine as well? This was for uh, a particular uh, celebrity who, what they do is that that, um, they'll book me every couple of years Mm -hmm. and we will shoot an entire portfolio for them. Right. And so we might get six or seven different looks and then they have those images as stock photos. So every time they're interviewed or they need an album cover or something like that, they can give then give those images to the magazines or sure. whoever needs them or a book cover or something like that. So that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So this time um, I was arriving there at six o'clock at night. So we're into daylight savings here, Val. So mm-hmm. the sun's sort of setting at around, it starts to, to set around six, seven, something like that. So as I'm 
someone arriving, uh, this was a male uh, celebrity that I was photographing, mm-hmm. he's getting his makeup done and I'm setting up and we're only shooting uh, in and around his penthouse for the day. And I'm like, oh, my God, the light's amazing. Hurry up, get the makeup yeah. done. It's amazing. And then I'm fixated because I've had this experience with the uh, overkill of the week er- of the, earlier in the week that I wanted to go, okay, I'm just going to use daylight today. I'm just yes. going to use the good light, the good <laughs> light. But but it's at another extreme because it's like I, I'm like I set my assistant up in the shot, took the shot, showed it to everyone and like, oh, my God, the light's amazing. And But by the time his hair and makeup's done, mm. the light had completely changed. Mm. So I had the choice of do I push through and get this right mm. or do I now bring light in? And then I had to – I made the call. It's like, okay – the light is going to at that end of the day. Yep. The light just continues to change in and seconds. It goes, it, yes, it yep. goes from great to kaka yep. so quickly that I made the call that it's like I can't control it, and it's I'm only going to get one shot in yep. this scenario. So I had to I had to then go back to to my original way of shooting was to if I can bring in a light here, I can control my lighting, but I can use my background light. Mm. to change and give him another look. So what I did was the first shot, I lit him, mm-hmm. okay, and I had uh, a very a slow shutter speed, so I, th- I blew my background out. So it was like white, bright, just like hints of something in the background. So very light, bright, lifestyle shot, yep. okay. Then we changed him into a completely different outfit, brought him back onto the same set, exactly the same lighting, but what mm. I did was I cranked up my shutter speed Mm. from a 30th of a second to one 200th of a second. Mm. Okay. And what that does is it kills all the ambient light. Shutter speed controls ambient light, right? Got rid of all the ambient light in the shot and suddenly, and you've still got that warm sunset glow in the room happening. Mm. You've got a completely different looking shot, completely different vibe. And I've got suddenly a dark moody shot. So two shots, same setup, just change the shutter speed. Yep. Great. So that's a really good way if you like, because often we're asked as photographers, okay, I need two or three different looks. And yes. if you ever press for time, that's a really good quick way just to change it up Brilliant. without having to change your lighting. Great life. Great hack. Great hack. Because, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I have to say I get very stressed when shooting at sunset simply because I, I never do things quick enough, ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 you know, get one shot and it's never really the right shot for me. But anyway, and uh, for those people who are interested in uh, shooting at sunset, we do have an entire episode uh, in the back catalogue about shooting at sunset. So certainly go check that out. But that's a great tip, Gina, because I'm all for efficiency. Yep. Yep. All right, so we have a listener question from Amanda, who is Furry Hearts Photography. And uh, Amanda has said, I'm a new listener to your podcast after Andrew at PhotoBiz recommended it. Thank you, Andrew. PhotoBiz <laughs> Exposed, another great podcast. If you're looking for something to listen to and you want to uh, get your head around the business side of photography, fantastic podcast. Yes. Thanks for the recommendation, Andrew. Um, so Amanda says, and oh my God, I'm loving you and Val. You ladies are great. I've been doing the 
binge listening thing and have noticed you mentioning many times your current slash recent love affair with backlighting. I do pet photography, relative newbie. Awesome, (laughs) I reckon. And I too love backlighting the animals I shoot and I would love to get better and experiment further with backlighting. So I'm just wondering is if there is a backlighting episode in your future. And look, I have to say, Gina, I am a little bit obsessed with backlighting myself because you know that I really love taking shots with that the whole blown out back backlit background and I actually recently tried to do some uh, myself with uh, with some backlighting and and I thought I had it but then I just got the skin tones all wrong and I I'm really wanting an answer to this question so thank you for sending it in Amanda we are going to dedicate this episode to backlighting so awesome where do we start Gina well what's the title because I'm kind of proud of it (laughs) Gina's called this back is the new black the backlighting show yes (laughs) because once you go back (laughs) (laughs) yes of course you can finish the sentence (laughs) you never go back (laughs) okay go on (laughs) so backlighting what what is it well okay yes yes let's start with that what is it so basically backlighting is where your main light is behind your model or mm. subject. So it could be a landscape that's lit with backlight. So you're shooting into the light rather than we're taught to have the light behind us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So it works beautifully for not only models and animals, but for landscapes and uh, a lot of products are sh- shot using uh, backlighting. Oh. So it can be, it, yeah, that's it. So you can get like, if you like if you're into Instagram and photographing your food and you want like you've got that beautiful cocktail Valerie that you want to photograph mm. and you want it to look good, have the sun, like have it backlit by the sun. So oh. it makes the drink sparkle and look amazing. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So um, there's all different ways that you can use backlighting. You can use natural light from the sun mm. early in the morning or late in the afternoon and that gives you like a soft backlight or you can use uh, backlighting in the middle of the day say between you know 11 and 4 where you the the sun can be higher in the sky but you position your model or subject so that they're getting lit from behind as well okay so you could possibly be shooting up Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and, but there you can, and then there's all sorts of ways the way that you expose your backlit shot is going to give you a completely different look. So, if you expose for detail in the background, you're going to get a silhouette. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you just expose for skin tone, you blow out the background mm. and you'll get that sort of, it's a really popular look with fashion photographers yes. and uh, like, you know, in the, in when we were using uh, film, that's how we used to shoot all our, our fashion shots and it's sort of like, like lots of blown out backgrounds and yes. it's, uh, it's, it's still popular today. Mm. Or you can uh, add fill light. So uh, still have backlight in the shot and, and rather than having a silhouette, you can light your model from the front to mm-hmm. balance out the backlighting. And you can do that uh, artificially using mm-hmm. flash or you can use a, a reflector and bounce light back in. 
yeah. to the model. In most, uh, let's pretend we're not going for the silhouette look, and uh, you know, you said you can either just uh, expose it for skin tone, or you can use some fill light. In most cases, when you're backlighting, wouldn't you need to have some kind of fill light or reflector? You can do it without uh, a fill light or reflector, Val, if you mm-hmm. don't want your background to have any detail in it, if that's mm-hmm. okay. So okay. so if you would just expose for the skin tone, yep. everything in the background will blow out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless you've got a very heavy background okay. with lots of detail. So if you've got a really dark uh, background and, and you're exposing for skin tone, you'll get some sort of stuff in the background. Now, there's a whole heap of examples in the show notes mm-hmm. where uh, you see that. So there's a difference where I've got um, one of the shots I've got uh, of a, a bikini model that I shot in Hawaii mm-hmm. that she's like, the, the it, it's probably about five o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. and I've uh, the sun is behind her. She's backlit. Yep. I've exposed for her skin tone yep. and the background behind her is white. It could totally be a, like out. a studio set. There's no detail. Yep. But there's another shot where it's early morning and um, the, the, the light is still behind my model there, Mimi Alashiri, and that was shot in Paris. And I've uh, exposed so she, her hair is all lit up by the sun mm. and the background is blown out but because they're very heavy, like the, the, the buildings in Paris are definitely uh, uh, generally like the grey tiled mm. roof, right? Mm. And it's a dark heavy background so where there's areas of white they've blown out and there's not a lot of detail but you can still make out that the 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 images of the windows and the roof and everything so you can tell what the background is Mm. but it's still blown out so it's just two completely different ways did you use lighting in that shot no, uh, I've used a little bit of fill light, like mm-hmm. a bit of reflector, you know, but two completely different ways yep. to, to use, but no artificial lighting used Okay. Um, in that. So, um, yeah, so the other, so after you can add fill light uh, mm-hmm. and also uh, some people like to include the sun in the background of the shot. Yes. All right, and so if you shoot on a uh, high-numbered aperture like f16, 22, you'll get a starburst, which we love. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got the sun in the shot and a starburst. Or people use – you can use a dark background like – trees or mm-hmm. buildings mm-hmm. and hide the sun and just uh, just show like a nice uh, rim of light around your model. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. which is another way of doing it. And uh, or you can, the other way, you can create artificial backlight. Like sometimes uh, if I'm shooting an event or where there's a crowd and there's not, not a lot going on in the background and I just want to add some razzmatazz to the background, yes. I might just have a bare bulb of a flash in the background somewhere and uh, leave that in my shot and shoot into the shot and let the flash go off. Mm. And that's another way to create a starburst somewhere in the shot. Right. 
Okay, yeah. so you see that done a lot, uh, say, at a wedding where the couple's on the dance floor and they're dancing, mm. that you might have backlights, like a couple of uh, bare flashes, like speed lights in the background that mm-hmm. you set up in various different spots and it'll just give like a little starburst in the background, which can mm. be quite quite a cool shot Mm. and sometimes if you've got the sun in the shot and it and a little bit of it hits your lens you're going to get lens flare yes as well and shot the right just the right amount of lens flare gives you shot a like a nice uh, arty vibe so you can have a combination of the uh blown out background and a bit of lens flare and it gives that it's like it's how we see when we see with the naked eye a lot of people get caught up on the shot needs to be so clean and so pristine and the you know highlights need to be correctly exposed shadows detail in the shadows correct black Collect correct white, everything perfect. Everything perfect, Val, is mm. kind of boring. Mm. Sometimes you just want that real lifestyle that, that it's not necessarily what it looks like, but what it feels like. Mm. You know, and that's why I love to like a bit of flair and uh, in the shot, it just it just gives that feel of to me, it's what summer looks like. Mm-mm. How about because often as uh, you know, I in, in a situation I, when I have been arranging the shot, so I'm not the photographer, but I've commissioned a photographer and I want them to shoot my client because, you know, I used to be in public relations, so I often yep. had to organise PR shots for people and um, I'm often directing these sorts of things, uh, especially with corporate people. So often they're in great offices with yep. the most amazing views, you know, from their windows, yeah. and sometimes they're, they're floor-to-ceiling windows, or even if they're not floor-to-ceiling windows, they're, um, they're amazing. And I lo- sometimes I love capturing that because otherwise capturing them by their computer is pretty boring, or capturing yeah. them in the corporate boardroom is really boring. There, in those instances, is there – and I, and I want to get that backlit look – is there – do you in those instances is the only solution because it's indoors to use flash it depends on on what what the the lighting is on the background so um if it's like a, a sort of a dark dark city backgrounds mm-hmm. you could you could use daylight and there's light coming from behind you so at, at as the photographer at mm-hmm. your back you've got another light source coming in mm-hmm. so Let's just say that you've got your model in front of the window with the beautiful view. Mm. As long as behind you there's another uh, light source illuminating the model, like mm-hmm. more daylight, then you could probably um, take a reading off the skin tone and use available light. Mm. And if it's a heavy city background behind them, you're going to get something in the background. It might not be detailed. It'll be a bit blown out, but that can look that can look quite effective. Mm-hmm. All right. And, mm-hmm. and you can also use a, a bit of a, like a reflector as fill, but as a general rule with those sorts of shots, uh, it, it, it never, there never tends to be enough light. No. So it's always best to use uh, uh, some sort of, uh, and it's best with flash off, ca- off camera. So like one mm. flash to the side mm. to light the person and then you also e- exposing correctly using shutter speed to get your background right. Yep, yep. Okay, I understand. So in those sorts of situations, of course, because there are some of the less 
confident photographers amongst us. Um, it's it's you you're never going to know what the right combination is. It's almost a matter of try them all and pick the best one. Yeah, and and what happens is as you go along, you learn by each scenario, and you remember, and you go, okay, I know that last time I was in this sort of situation, mm. this worked, this didn't work. So it's just a matter of practicing, and I think any any time you're you're in a in an environment where where you might be able to practice, then have a go, set mm. up, set something up, and uh, and and shoot it. I guess. Now I know you're a big fan of the speed light and and of using flash and you're a master of using flash. But I also know that there are a lot of photographers, especially the newer ones, who aren't so confident with flash. And of course they should listen to the episode that we did on flash. However, if they were um, you know, scared of using flash, what are your thoughts on 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 a hack or, or, or what are your thoughts on using continuous light in these sorts of situations? So basically, listeners, if you are a newbie, you know, just not, it's not using flash, it's using actual light that just stays on. So did you know, Val, that when I was uh, a young assistant starting out, the photographer that I trained with, Andy Tavares, he would often use continuous lights. He had those uh, old lights from movie sets. Mm -hmm. That's how he lit a lot of his shots. And so that's how I learned to light. As using well. continuous and light. Using continuous light. And I think it's probably the best way to get your eye in and start to really see how light works because you see exactly mm. what it's doing. Flash, it's like that split second and it's there's a bit of guesswork. But the principles of using continuous lighting and flash are exactly the same. The difference is flash is more powerful. Mm. So if – and – so continuous lighting and there's LED and tungsten versions mm. um, are relatively cheap to buy and like a really, if you want to MacGyver something together, just yes. go out and buy yourself a $10 um, lamp, mm -hmm. right, and uh, use that as a, as a light and, and see how light works and you can light people with, with that. You can use a torch valve. <laughs> or you can use like little LED blocks or you can, if someone's really handy, they can get like a whole lot of those. You know how you can buy, they're like two bucks in thrift shops, those stick-on lights that you put in your closets so, so that you can see where your, what your clothes look like. No. Like, <laughs> like you turn them on, they're battery operated. Uh-huh portable LED lights, like you could make yourself a, a portable light using that or you can get these little squares or you can get um, little LED torches. Practice with those. So if you, if we were to do a hack like that, a cheap hack like that, does yeah. it matter whether it's whether it's warm light or what, or cold light or, you know, the more yellow light or does it, what kind of light is a no-no or, or, or just try any light? So it's probably best to try and if you get a, like a little, one of those little $10 uh, desktop lamps mm. is, you know, with the bendy arms that you can, like you can get them from Ikea. Yes. Um, you can actually uh, decide what sort of bulb goes in it and you can get a daylight bulb to put in it, which is actually the same temperature as what, as daylight is. Okay. So use a daylight globe in the, in, in the actual light and use that and just and bring it in close to your model's face and uh, it might be a little bit hard. If it is a bit of a hard light, get some tracing paper. 
Mm. And, and put and it over it. Put it over the light. Mm. And if that's still too hard, get another sheet of tracing paper. Get several sheets or that ripstop fabric that yep. you buy um, at, 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 a, at, a, at your spotlight <laughs> where the scary <laughs> ladies live. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and use that and play around with that. And it's it, it really is a great way to learn lighting and then get your little styrofoam head Yes, <laughs> craft shop if you can't find people to um, model for you and yes. uh, practice different lighting and practice using a reflector on the other side, see what mm. the light looks like just with side lights, see what it looks like front on, have a go at using two lights, one slightly back, one slightly forward so that you get like half half the face is slightly uh, less exposed than the other side of the face. Yes. So you've got a bit of modeling and mm-hmm. a bit of three-dimension dimensionality to the shot mm. and uh, it's, a, it's a really good way to um, get your eye in and see the light. Because a lot of people are afraid of doing, uh, of, of, you know, of, of using flash and of doing backlighting actually. So uh, yeah, okay, great tips. So what else with backlighting? So why, why would you use backlighting <laughs> mm. is, is a question. Well, sometimes through necessity. Well, yeah. Because there's no other angle for some reason. Well, Sometimes. if you're, if you're um, trying to photograph someone and the only time you've got is, uh, you know, between 11 and 2 mm. and you try and do a portrait like, you know, sort of back in the day we were all taught always have your model in the sun. Mm-hmm. Because, and that the reason for that was uh, – film was a lot slower mm. and they, they wanted, you know, the shot to be as bright as possible so they'd always stand people in the sun. But what happens is if the, the sun's at a not a great angle, like above your model, mm. uh, it's casting shadows. So yes. if you've got the sun right over your model, uh, where the if, you, if you've got uh, where the eye sockets are, they're going to be in shadow. Yeah. Um, any wrinkles in the face are going to cause shadows, making people look – it's not – flattering light valve no so full sun face doesn't look great and then often um like daylight in open shade can be beautiful that light can be great but the problem is sometimes it can be a little flat and Mm. if you've got someone uh that you're lighting in like say you're shooting someone in a laneway Mm mm-hmm and the light's okay, it's great light, but at the end of the laneway, it might just go to darkness mm-hmm. and your model has black hair. Mm. There's not going to be like a lot of separation between the background and the model and it tends to look flat. Now, if you're doing a number of, of, of different looks with someone mm. and they're all going to start looking the same or if that's your lighting style, every shot's going to look the same and it just tends to look a little flat. So that's why backlighting just adds that little extra, that extra contrast to the shot. And if someone's got dark hair, mm. lighting their hair from the back is going to separate them from yep. the background. Yeah, absolutely. It just adds a bit of uh, uh, bling to the shot. The other thing is... Uh, I'll like... just jump in there and, and provide a hair and makeup tip, which you actually gave to me, but this might be useful to some people because I do have black hair. And if you were shooting me in a laneway, my hair would definitely blend in with the rest of the shot. But even if you black... Li- black <laughs> 
backlit me <laughs> you could get a little bit of a halo but essentially my hair would still look like a blanket so the a great tip from both Gina and uh, great hair and makeup artist for teeny hatses was just because I was getting a lot of shots done and was like on television a bit at the time I uh, was to just get some very little bit of foils like highlights in your hair very subtle ones so that when the light does go into your hair then you actually have definition it doesn't look like this blanket and you know I, I was looking like Darth Vader so yeah, the hair looks a lot really solid especially with you've got jet black hair mm. it just looks solid and it's it's really hard to light but your hair is really forgiving to backlight so your hair is probably the ideal hair to have in like full sun midday sun because it's not going to blow out because if mm. you had blonde hair and we put it in that light it's really hard to get any detail yep into the hair. So, yeah, but that is a really good hack, that, mm. that kind of just lightening the hair a little bit. Yeah, so, it makes a huge difference, massive difference. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, go uh, on. The other thing uh, that, like, why would you use backlighting is, again, we talked about this earlier. It's just like I don't think every shot needs to be perfectly lit, and when they are, they're kind of dull. And so mm. just to give that beautiful lifestyle feel or that whole notion of capturing an emotion, mm what something feels like and sometimes it's it's the imperfections in a photo that make it look amazing not what's perfect so you can have something that everything in the shot is perfectly lit and it's boring mm. but you bring in some backlight and a bit of flare and suddenly it's it's what you feel that moment should look like yes absolutely so it does, it gives a, a dreamy, romantic vibe. And the other thing, Val, is uh, backlighting is very flattering. Yeah. It's very flattering on skin tones because it, you're, you're uh, getting rid of, uh, for a start, you're getting rid of all the distractions in the background and you're also uh, not uh, getting as much detail in the skin tone when you backlit. So it, it's a good one for um, making people's skin tone look really good. Mm-mm. And I agree with you about it's just that that slightly more lifestyle look, which is just more interesting, in my opinion, than your stock standard, you know, kind of shots. So I love, I personally love backlighting for that reason. Once you go mm-hmm. back. <laughs> See, I want to shoot my cats. <laughs> and often they are often backlit by the sheer, by the simple reason that that's where they are sitting and yeah. they will not take direction. So I yeah. can't actually get them to move. <laughs> so I have no choice but to shoot them from a certain angle. So I will definitely need to be using my flash more. But I, yeah, I, I do struggle with that sometimes with, with them because it freaks them out. Well, I'll give, I'm going to give you some uh, hacks now so okay. that you can, because your cats are both white. Yes. Which is probably the most difficult um, to get to backlight because you're going to really be blowing out mm. their, their fur. And and uh, and the, the, one of my things about backlighting is, is like I try and get a little bit of tone Mm. into into the backlighted area of the shot because otherwise it's just like you've just got this white hot area around the around the, your model or your cat mm. and it doesn't look great so mm. we, we want to try and get so there, there's some some ways that you can do it 
Firstly, Val, it's how you meter backlighting, and this is the mm. this is the part that people have a, a lot of problem with. And I'm going to blame Hans. <laughs> going to blame Hans in the camera and factory. Hans is the guy for for everyone who's maybe new to the show and haven't heard me talk about Hans before. Hans is the guy that works in the camera factory and he mm-hmm. programs all the cameras. Mm. Okay, and he programs them as you know he has generic guides to to how they all shoot and expose for certain situations. Mm. Okay, and so what Hans has done and he's done a really good job. It's not like I don't want to bag Hans all the time. He's done a good job. Hans is well-meaning. He does. He does. He means well. And, mm. and as a general rule, he gets it right. But there's certain situations where the camera just, like, just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't expose. Uh, doesn't certain... agree with Hans. No. Mm. And one of these is backlighting. So mm. if you've got uh, your camera set to auto. Yes. And you've got Rexy, your white uh, cat. What, what would you describe? What, what kind of cat? Like they're, they're high-end cats. Yeah. Like my cats are bogans. <laughs> my cats are bungles. <laughs> like they're alley cats. Like my cats are street smart. They, you know, they're, they're rough and tumble. Your cats are princesses. <laughs> yeah, your, pretty much. My cats, like if my cat went to a restaurant with your cats, <laughs> Your cats would know which forks to use <laughs> and which side the butter knife, you know, the the the, the, the butter goes on and yes. which which glass to drink out of. My cats would be just eating with their hands, which I ever understand, you know, and using the tablecloth to wipe their mouth with. <laughs> okay. I, I, I won't disagree. It's true. You're not going to disagree. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> got personality i love my cats <laughs> yeah they're beautiful i love your cats <laughs> so your beautiful princessy like high-end mm-hmm. sort of you know bulgari kind of cat <laughs> they are bulgari cats they are they're very bulgari <laughs> um uh, are on a windowsill yes right? and yes the, let's say the light is bright so it's a clear window that you've got Mm. and the light is streaming in Mm. and they're lit up and they look amazing and then you got your camera set to auto you take a photo and what happens is the camera uh as programmed by hans just sees white yeah (laughs) and it goes oh my god this shot is so bright Mm. and with there's so much light here that it'll actually uh expose incorrectly and try and compensate for the amount of white and your cat ends up looking like a pooey gray (laughs) and you get a very dark shot and it just like and the more you try and shoot it just doesn't work yep Okay, so the problem is the camera's trying to find uh, a mid-gray in the shot and expose for that as the the mid-tone, and it's always trying to correct and and get that right. So shooting automatic in those conditions doesn't work, and that's why it's very hard to backlight. So the best way to uh, meter in a backlighting situation is to use uh, your spot metering, 
mm-hmm. uh, mode. So it's uh, the little icon with a little dot in the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the one that will give you the most accurate because you can accurately meter for just that little section, one little section. Yep. So you'd be metering for, say, uh, uh, Rexy's face. Yeah, under the eyes or something. Yeah. So mm. you want that area to be – that's that's the area that you want. And then – uh, you have to know that the camera is going to be at this point going, oh, my God, it's so bright. What are we going to do? We'll just like keep – it'll keep trying to tone it down. It's still going to give you an underexposed image. So you then want to overexpose a little bit, maybe by one stop. Right. And then practice. Obviously, the most accurate way is to use a light meter. Yes. But if you don't have one, the trick is to maybe go right up to Rexy's face mm. or Rocky mm. and fill the frame just with their fur mm-hmm. and take a reading off that so there's no backlight streaming in to affect the exposure of the uh, the camera. Right. And it's going to give you – and you, you can do this uh, as well for people mm-hmm. and that's going to give you an accurate skin tone and then maybe open up a stop. Like so if the camera is right. telling 5.6 at 1 200th of a second is your correct exposure, go to F4. And have what? a look at that, and that's going to give you like because the camera's telling you mid gray, you want white, so mm. you open up so you get a brighter shot overall. What happens if you're shooting two people or more than you know uh, several people, and they have very different skin tones? So you have someone who has a very dark skin tone and somebody who has a very light skin tone. So you'd meter for say someone in the middle and take an average. Right. But the way like uh, black, white, gray, they're all affected in the same way. So mm-hmm. you'll still get the correct, you'll still get a correct skin tone. So you'll go up and say if you've got someone who's somewhere in the middle, then, mm-hmm. then meter off that. Okay. So also my, a friend of mine has a black cat and it's very hard to take photographs of black cats. So yes. what if a black cat was backlit? So the the camera's going to go the other way and it's going to overexpose because mm. it's going to see that there's so much black in the shot it's going it's very dark so it's going to overexpose when you're mm. trying to meter off a black so again you uh try and uh, spot meter and uh sh- and uh shut down mm. go the opposite way so you're not uh, overexposing your image mm. and, and experiment in- as well or use a light meter yeah, or in, and possibly if it is a black cat, it might be a situation where it's if you want a good shot, it's unavoidable, but to have to use some kind of fill light. You're going to need to when you're shooting uh, black because you just want to mm. see some detail of the cat. So you're going mm. to have like a nice bit of rim lighting around yep. the edge. So it's going to be like your hair val where mm-hmm. it, it, it does hold up well to having some like some backlight there, mm. but you're going to lose all detail in the front. So you'll want to bring like a, um, a reflector in just mm-hmm. to bounce some light back in yeah. um, and then uh, make sure that you're, uh, you're exposing, you're getting enough light in there or uh, use a bit of fill flash. Okay, cool. To, to light it up, okay. So, um, yeah, so go to shoot manual mode, yep. uh, spot metering and um, another thing you want to avoid is what happens is generally is if you've got someone say with a lighter, like a lighter hair color um, and you're trying to get you and you don't expose for the highlights correctly, you're going to have this like white hot mess. 
of mm. rim around them. So you want to get some sort of detail. So it's a matter of um, playing with the shutter speed mm. and having a look and, and making sure that there is uh, like some detail. Yes. We are in oh. such we we have such a luxury these days, we don't do. we? Because we because of digital. Back in the day when, you know, you had to do Polaroids and then you had to decide whether to push it one or two stops and, and even then you might not have got it right and then you send it to the lab and the whole thing comes back and it's all too underexposed or overexposed and there was nothing we could do about it in those days. It's and just a whole it's different world. And I know I bang on about um, light meters a lot, Val, but, mm. like, they just save so much trouble. It's like yeah. I will just get my light meter out and it tells you exactly what exposure you need to get yep. to get your highlights correct, to get your blacks correct, to get your whites correct. Yep. And you can buy them. There's lots of them secondhand like, available um, online and and you know a hundred bucks will get you one and mm. i'm telling you this ca this little device will save you so much stress yeah and so many lost shots they're just i think they're worth you know every every penny you spend yep. and i've had mine for over 25 years now my little wow. monitor, and you can get them now like they're, they're not that expensive so uh well worth investing and you can get them that they they for natural light only you mm. can make your iphone a light meter there's like little apps that that turn your your iphone into a light meter and they're about a hundred bucks so they're out there oh what? yeah cool okay well worth investing in all right what else about backlighting? So when you're backlighting, there's certain backgrounds that work really well with backlighting oh, and there's yeah. certain backgrounds that aren't so great. So mm. um, as a general rule, uh, dark areas work really well because you've got something uh, to, to show the, the, the backlighting against. So try and avoid, if you're doing so. What do you mean by uh, dark areas? So, like trees in the background, because oh, okay, green it photographs actually as black because green absorbs light. Yep, right. So something like a bank of trees uh, behind your model yes. will, will look great and uh, make a great background, or tall grass, or uh, dark buildings behind mm -hmm. or anything dark behind mm -hmm. your model is going to to make a good background for something okay. that's backlit yes. try and avoid having just open sky behind them right because okay. it'll just blow out it just blows out to nothing and unless yeah. you're going to crop tied in like that example that i've got in the background uh, in 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 the show notes of the girl in the bikini the girl in the bikini yes. it works for that but if you've got like um say a landscape where you can see like flowers on the ground and then you've just got like a white hot mess behind. It's mm. like there's nothing there and it's not, not that attractive. Yep. Um, so, so try and avoid having uh, just open sky behind them. Or the workaround for that is maybe you might want to shoot two exposures. So you shoot for oh. skin tone. And yes. then you might do an exposure for the background. Yes. And you can merge the two together. You're and, really into that, aren't you? Well, yeah. You and do a lot that of a people lot. do that because mm. it's hard to, to get to, like, there are moments where you might not be able to find 
um, a great background to put behind your model. Of course. Or, or you know, just start collecting backgrounds. So, like, mm. particularly, like, this time of the year uh, where we are in the southern hemisphere, because of the angle of the light, we're getting some really beautiful sunsets. There's also, I'm very into sexy clouds. <laughs> what so are sexy clouds? Sexy clouds are where they're just like, um, so there's, there's clouds that aren't sexy where it's just like <laughs> light grey coverage. Oh, and yes, kind yes. Of like bay. It's boring. Like yes. there's nothing happening. There's no, you just, it's just like a blanket coverage. It's yes. like grey duna over the sky. <laughs> it's boring. Yes. But sexy clouds are where you've got like those little wispy clouds and there's all div- and they've got scientific names and I know none of them, Val. Okay. They're sexy, I'm telling you. And you just look <laughs> at them and it's like whenever you see those clouds, just start collecting them. Take right. Them and like you might get like you might see a beautiful sunset and and um and you'll just like an open field, beautiful sunset, exposed for the sky mm. and collect those photos and just have a folder on one of your hard drives and call it backgrounds. Yep. And everywhere you you see one, just start collecting them because that might be the background that suits, you know, this particular model shoot that you're doing where you've only got open sky behind the model and nothing else to put in. And it's very easy to change a background over. Great idea. And look for sexy clouds. Okay. <laughs> they make um, a shot. So, um, yeah, and, and, and other things that look great backlit, Val, are like if you've got uh, rain and you backlight it. Oh. It's so sexy because you've got all the little droplets that you can, you can freeze and it can be backlit by like you can have rain and uh, you can have a car that's coming up behind someone and it lights up the raindrops. Right, yes. After right. that, or you can artificially, like there's uh, a really, like if you want to do, say, someone standing in the rain, you can put a little speed light into a plastic bag and a, um, a, a sensor on the speed light, like a remote remote sensor, and yes. put it behind your model Ooh. and fire it off. So you've got backlit a person in the rain and it just looks incredible. Wow, I can't even imagine coordinating myself enough to shoot someone in the rain and backlight you them. Just make sure that you're undercover somewhere, <laughs> standing in the rain. And other things that look great uh, backlit are smoke. Right, yes. And or any haze or dust particles in the air. So you know when you get those great shots of interiors of buildings where you've got the sun filtering in through a window. Yes. And it's a dusty room. Yes. You can actually see the shafts of light. Yes. That Tina Arena, like- I'm in chains. <laughs> Is that really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that music video oh, comes to mind. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and nine and a half weeks, remember that, oh, that, yes. that movie, there's mm-hmm. probably like a, a scene with that. So you can use, I've done it with, um, smoke machines mm. where I've had, uh, you know, to create some atmosphere in the shot. So you get that sort of, um, smoky look and you backlight it and it looks amazing and dust as well yep. also looks amazing. So what you can do is if you're ever shooting someone on a, um, uh, like a dusty track mm-hmm. and you've got the sun say setting behind them and you want to just create atmosphere you pose your model and then you kind of uh just before you do the shot you might need some helpers mm. but you get like um 
two or three people to just run in and kick up the dust all yeah. around and jump out of the frame. Yes. So you've got all the dust around them and it just adds some atmosphere and, and makes for a cool shot. I've also seen it done with flour where people just like oh. uh, smack flour around the model behind them and then backlight that. Clever. And it adds. And then also like smoke from cigarettes. You see it a lot in film noir movies where, yeah. the, the, you know, but it's not so much. It's not as politically correct anymore. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. So how can you, if you're in a situation where you want to do some backlighting, because yep. like I said, I'm re- I, I love backlighting and there isn't any. <laughs> yeah. How can you create your, can you create your own backlight I mean, it's all from artificial light, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So you can, you can do it with artificial light or, or reflectors. So sometimes I might oh. be uh, shooting a model and I have beautiful daylight, mm. okay, and uh, I'm just shooting. So I might have like a large bank of windows at mm. my back, okay. Yes. So light is behind me. And it's um, going into the model's face and I'm exposing for their skin tone and whatever's in the background will go, um, just let it go however it goes, all right? So just exposing for the skin tone. So let's just say that I've got my beautiful model lit and the background is uh, a little bit dark and heavy behind them and I want to add a bit of backlight. Mm. You can just add, get, get someone or set up with a stand a reflector. Just behind, behind the model. To bounce a bit of reflected uh, light oh, back onto their hair. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't look great with blondes because you can't see it. It's mm-hmm. like not strong enough. But if you've got a brunette, like if it was you, Val, mm-hmm. and I was lighting you with daylight mm. and I just wanted to give a bit of separation and I just wanted like a little soft little dook of light. <laughs> across the back of your head Mm. just setting up and I'd probably use a silver reflector because it's quite uh strong so I'd put it just slightly behind you so it was out of frame Mm. and it's 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 so the light behind me hits the reflector bounces onto your hair and just Mm. gives that light light nice little halo behind you okay cool all right, Great idea. Because I would never have thought it would have been strong enough. It's just a slight separation, okay. but it's enough and, it, and it, it does look good. It's subtle, but it's mm-hmm. enough. Okay? okay, cool. So the other thing that I do, and I've put an example in the show notes, Val, is mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I might actually uh, have like – sometimes I like, – a lot of times I'm sent out to photograph people in their hotel rooms. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Done the fair share of that. And so it's it's tough to shoot in those scenarios. Oh, yeah. It's like this – the rooms are always small even if they're like, yep. you know, six-star hotels. And like, – but often I'll use daylight – and yep. so I'll use uh, the, the the main window from from the hotel suite, and that'll be the light that I'm using to to light the model. But then it's kind of just a bit flat behind mm. the model. So instead of lighting the model's face with flash, I light the hair. Mm. I backlight them, so I combine daylight on the face, oh. a little bit of flash on the hair, just to add a bit of bling. So I've uh, included an example of in the show notes, and uh, it's uh, actress uh, Kate uh, Ritchie. Ritchie. So there's a before and an after shot. So the before mm. shots, it's it's not that bad without mm. any hair light, but just adding the hair light just adds a bit of bling. 
make it it's a shot. huge difference, yes. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Mm. It separates her from the background and it just lifts the whole shot. Yep, definitely. Mm, great idea. So, you know, the the obvious way to light that would be to use the softbox to light the model's face. Mm-hmm. But then you're only, you know then you'd have maybe have to bring in another shot. You may as well be shooting in a studio. But just just at lighting their hair suddenly uh, separates. So it doesn't always have to be about the main light lighting their face. You can use daylight and a little bit of flash in the background. Mm-mm-mm. So you mentioned before that products uh, can be shot well with backlight. I never really thought of that because I always think of products as, uh, you know, being shot – on a white background, uh, would t- tell us about backlighting products. So a really cool way to light, say, uh, a drink bottle or mm. um, a glass of something like, you know, maybe a cocktail. And next time um, you, you've got some spare time, Val, you could do this uh, in your office or at your home mm. where you've got like a, a window with uh, clear glass and the sun um streaming through it yes what you do is you get a, like a little bit of trace paper mm-hmm. uh the trace paper should be bigger than your product and you um cover the window with trace paper so you what you're doing is you're creating a filtered kind of a light right yeah, like a scrim yeah and then you put, yeah it's a scrim basically mm-hmm. so that's your backlight you put your drink or your um uh, oh. whatever in front of the window Right like in front. front. Yeah, in front you can have bring it out a little bit, like, yeah. you know, a couple of feet. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then you uh, – so basically you've got beautiful backlight coming in through. Oh. The and then you'll get either your reflector, your silver reflector, or uh, some foil, a, a piece of card with yeah. foil, and you fill back the foreground because the shot's going to be a little bit in silhouette if you're exposing for the for the background. So put the reflector at the f- at front, front of the, so the in front of the product. Backlight yep. onto the product and right. got, that is like a really simple setup to shoot a product. Yeah, that right. Looks like a studio shot. Look it'll look like it was lit yes. in a studio. That's so, yeah. Great, great idea. <laughs> yeah, and it's really, really simple. So I often oh. do that with uh, products or like little lifestyle shots that I want to do. I, I always backlight them. So I've always, I'll, I'll put them in an area where like in front of a window where there's like lots of light streaming in and then I'll bring in my silver reflector or a white reflector and just bounce light back into the product, expose for the product, let the background go. The background will just blow out and uh, you get you get a shot that almost looks like it's studio lit. Yeah, right. So you, surely you don't use tracing paper. Do you use tracing paper? No, I just I just let it go. You just, just blow out the background. Yeah, I just blow out mm. the background. And sometimes it can be uh, really – like I was shooting um, – I was at a friend's house and they had a whole heap of uh, old um, uh, uh, cameras. Like yeah, from right. The 50s and 60s. And uh, so I just set them up on, on a table in front of a window mm. and just exposed for the camera, let the background go. But they had like um, out, outside the window, they had like horizontal stripes going through from wires of, of um, uh, the edge of their decking. Right. 
and so these weren't like correct correctly exposed. They were blown out, but it just gave a like a hint of texture in the background. And I'm what did you like at the front? How did you like the I front? I just of used the a bit of. Uh, I got some. I got some of her foil out of her kitchen. <laughs> wrapped it around a bit of cardboard and used that to fill the front. I, I wasn't uh, planning on doing this yes. shoot. As soon as I saw these cameras, I'm like, I have to photograph them all. Awesome. And so we just made a little makeshift um, studio. Great idea. So we're uh, almost out of time, Gina. So what do, What else do we have to wrap up our uh, Just a bit of backlinks? quickly some troubleshooting. So yes. remember that light-coloured hair blows out very easily. So um, just be, be very mindful of that and mm -hmm. um, try and uh, filter your backlight in some way if you can. So it's best to try and um, have the sun coming through, say, trees or mm -hmm. something like that so that it, it breaks it up and softens it a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, get someone to hold a reflector mm -hmm. between the sun and your um, person so that it'll just soften. Just using it as a, as a scrim. As a scrim. Yeah, not as a reflector. So, yeah, sorry, as mm. a scrim. So you'll, have, you'll still have that, um, the highlight. And this is particularly for blonde hair, all right? Yes. Okay. Um, and try and avoid shooting into open sky so that you, get, you don't get that sort of white hot yes. mess. Uh, look for dark backgrounds. Uh, mm. Crop out the sun if you can because otherwise you just get this white hot mess in the shot as well, yes. unless you want to have that starburst and that can get a bit repetitive as I've found, <laughs> you know, so you're looking for filtered light and uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And, and then wow. if you want to play around with it, like in, in um, post-production as well, you can actually uh, warm up the whole shot and uh, it just brings a, a whole new dimension to the shot and, and makes it look really good, but just practice, get a little doll Mm. Buy yourself a little doll and get your digital camera out. It's the same as using a person, only it's like a larger scale and just yes. practice with uh, all the different kinds of uh, backlighting, filtering it, using flash and, uh, and see how you go. Awesome. All right. Well, Amanda, who originally asked the question, we hope that that has answered a lot of your, you know, a lot of the things that may have been going on in your head about backlighting. And anyone else uh, who's been, who was particularly interested in backlighting, I hope that uh, that's useful to you. So um, I certainly learnt a lot. Uh, before we wrap up, Gina, what are you up to this week? Oh, so more shooting and um, what, what else am I doing? I'm writing and oh, lots, plenty to do. So, and I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> I've got a hens party to go to. Are you serious? Friend. Serious. And um, <laughs> um, the last hens party I went to a long time ago didn't end well. It wasn't right. Okay. I, I've been promised that this one is like a low, a low key affair. I hope it's the case. Okay, goodness yeah, it's, me. It's, it's not my, yeah, but I'm going. So. <laughs> what, what about you, boxing? Are you in <laughs> I am almost at the tail end. Uh, last week I mentioned to you I'm judging a short story competition and it's, it's an endless activity, but yeah. I'm almost at the tail end of that and I can't wait to knock it over tomorrow so that I can have my life back mm -hmm. because, yes, I am reading 810,000 oh, words. Oh, my God. I know. It's a bit freaky uh but anyway 
if you um enjoying this podcast, we'd be so grateful if you, you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes because it actually does make a difference in our rankings and we'd, we'd love, you know, reaching more people so that more people hopefully will discover the podcast. If you haven't joined the community yet on Facebook, please do search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. We'd love to see you in there. We're in there all the time. And uh, if you haven't joined up to Gina's newsletter, it's awesome because you get a lot of great tips and resources. And the only way that you get to Gina's free Lightroom presets, which are fantastic, uh, if you are a subscriber of the newsletter. So do join that at ginamilitia.com. And that's M-I-L-I. CIA. But otherwise, connect with us on Facebook. We'd love to see you. And uh, until next time, when we come back with another episode, thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.